You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. I just saw the most amazing thing in my entire life. First, you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Come on. Do it. Come on. Do it. And welcome back to a new episode of 80s Revisited, the only podcast that will not require you to do the truffle shuffle to set your earbuds on fire. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Trey Harris. I'm the other, Daniel Sanangelo. And rounding out our 80s Revisited Goonies crew is, of course, our producer, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. <laughs> he just did the mouth truffle yes. <laughs> Or a variation of. Yeah. And, of course, we're talking about The Goonies, one of the greatest young kid adventure movies of all time, if not all time until <laughs> the end of time. The all time. Uh, open June 7, 1985, IMDb 7.7, Rotten Tomatoes 87% June fresh. I'm sorry, I must have typed too fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones are insignificant to me. Uh, budget was 19. Oh, I was wrong. In your face, chump! <laughs> no, I just kidding. Well, I have my things wrong then for the birthdays. You got time. <laughs> uh, yeah. We can still talk about it. That's the day for my real world thing, too. You say the same day as mine. Anyway, we'll get there. But uh, oh my. Where was I? Uh, the budget was $19 million estimated. Opening weekend, $9.1 million. Domestic gross, $61.3. Mm. And uh, no worldwide gross again. I uh, did my best to find that information out because I was curious. However, I can tell you that it made $29.9 million in home video rentals in $1985. So yeah. that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, this all, that also explains why. You know, I'm probably responsible for at least two million of those because I rented the hell out of this movie <laughs> and watched it repeatedly. Uh, directed by the '80s revisited alumni Richard Donner, of course, from Superman, Superman II, the Richard Donner cut, and also Lethal Weapon, which the characters in Lethal Weapon were Martin Riggs and Roger Murtaugh. <laughs> we're actually recording this for the second time. We had a little brain. F- well, I had a brain fart trying to figure out his last name. So the first time around, yeah. Yeah. So I, I do apologize. This one's going to be going a little bit faster pace than our original one, but it's here. It's, it's a bummer when that happens. It is, but we get to fine tune things like things involving Michael Landon like, and Roger Murtaugh. <laughs> Roger Murtaugh. <laughs> Again, maybe maybe Danny Glover was like, ah, I can't let that go out. I gotta help my boy, and he said it covered in a, a brutally cold sweat. <laughs> I've never seen that man not sweating. Yeah. No matter what he's doing. Uh, but uh, written, or actually, I should say, uh, based on a story by none other than Steven Spielberg. And the screenplay, however, was written by the father, not the father of our country, but the discoverer of America, <laughs> Christopher, Chris Columbus, excuse me. Of course, he also, in addition to discovering America, he also wrote uh, and directed Home Alone and the first two Harry Potters. Not, people, not many people know, but he lived for over 500 years. Yeah, I think, you know, when he, after discovering America, I think him and Ponce de Leon got together and, hey, there's this fountain of youth you might want to check out. Yeah. It's right here St. Augustine, Florida. You can check it out. And early on, he was like, I want to make films. And they're like, what are films? <laughs> it's this, like, I don't know. It's this thing, I concept I'm, I have. You're going to wait until the technology <laughs> comes <laughs> around. Maybe he's just an alien. Yeah. 
I'm here to like help seed Earth with technology until it gets to where it wants to be, so I can live children's up my fantasy movies. of being a director of children's movies. <laughs> but uh, starring Sean Astin when he's not being a hobbit, uh, of course he's Mikey. Hey, Mikey! Uh, of course, Lord of the Rings, and more importantly, Rudy. Mm. And uh, on our first recording of this podcast, we talked about films that made us tear up. Like, still, like, Rudy doesn't make me tear up, but it's like Cool Runnings. When he makes that tackle, I just want to stand up and, like, yes! You get, you get chills. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like in Cool Runnings where the dad opens no, his shirt. Cool, cool Runnings, it makes me tear up. Well, that Rudy, one does. Rudy makes me get chills, but not tear up. Gotcha. That's some sad shit. <laughs> <laughs> and in his first appearance as a film actor, Josh Brolin as Brandon, oh, aka Brand. Although if you watch some of the outtakes or uh, bloopers on the film, that he gets called Josh by both Sean Astin and Data himself. Uh, there's a YouTube video you can check out for that if you want actually want to see it. But uh, of course, he was also in most recently No Country for Old Men, Jonah Hex, and Men in Black Three. Uh, Jeff Cohen was the legendary chunk, and that's pretty much all he's ever done with his life, aside from, I uh, hear he's a lawyer now. So hopefully his practice, it's not, hey, chunk and sloth attorneys in law. <laughs> and he, when he wins, he does the truffle shuffle. But who knows? And 80s icon Corey Feldman was mouth. Uh, of course, he was in Friday the 13th, 4 and 5, the iconic Lost Boys, which will be covered on this year's Halloween coverage, uh, Gremlins, and also the legendary Stand By Me, which I think you'll look You'll be really happy to watch that one, Daniel, based upon your reaction to Stephen King's The Shining. We're actually looking up his law firm, possibly. I'm sure it's not as funny as we think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Carrie Green was Andy. She was in Summer Rental and Lucas, which I've never seen either of those, much less heard of them until this moment. Uh, Martha Plimpton was Steph, and she was in the Steve Martin uh, 80s classic Parenthood, along with Keanu Reeves and Ron Howard. And also currently on television in Raising Hope and The Good Wife. And she looks exactly the same as she did in this movie. Uh, let's see, where am I at here? Kihu Kwan was Data, otherwise known as Indiana Jones' sidekick Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I think that's, that's pretty... And he was also in Encino Man. He was one of the, I think he was one of the bully's friends. If I remember, I haven't seen Encino Man forever. I haven't seen Encino Man since Polly Shore was actually like a viable celebrity and not a F-list person to make fun of or the f off list <laughs> pretty much <laughs> john matsurzak was sloth uh one of the most iconic 80s characters i'd say uh i remember as a kid always when he when he does he does a superman thing which is also an in joke with richard donner mm-hmm. being the director of superman there was another there was a spielberg one in there too when i was watching i was like oh that's spielberg i can't remember right now uh but good i'm sure if you're watching it and you have that in mind you'll figure it out uh but he was sloth. He was also in One Crazy Summer, the John Cusick 80s classic. And more importantly, he was in... What movie was that, Daniel, that just struck a chord with you? What was... Who were you talking sloth. about? Sloth. Oh, he, <laughs> he was in Caveman. He was the, the big, bad caveman named Tonda. Tonda. Wasn't... Uh, was Raquel Welch in that, too? I don't remember. Oh, There was some movie. It there. was Shelley Long was the main one. And then they had a big boob chick, yeah. Maybe that was Raquel Welch. I'm, I'm not sure. I think well, you're thinking of the way, way, way back one. Maybe yeah. I am. Came probably came out in the eighties. The one that actually uh, Dufre- Andy, Andy Dufresne <laughs> used the poster of. Yeah, yeah. Rita Hayworth. Yeah. No, but she had one with Raquel Welch that he got too. Oh yeah, like yeah. when he was saying how it changed. Mm-hmm. Gosh, she still looks. I don't. She's got to be in like her eighties, but I mean, there damn. it is, right there. One million what? years BC. Yeah. yeah, that's the exact poster. Damn. Yeah, she was kind of hot. Yeah, one kick her out of bed. Except. Uh, her hair got better. 
<laughs> Jesus. Anyway, back to what we're talking about here. Makes me think of Seinfeld. <laughs> she was in one of those. Yeah, she was. Uh, Robert Davi was Jake, one of the Fratelli brothers. He was also Agent Johnson in Die Hard. He was the white one. Uh, and also he was the villain in the Timothy Dalton 007 License to Kill, which I, growing up, that was one of my favorites, actually. Also, Wayne Newton was in it. Not that it makes any difference to anybody out there, but just so you know. Uh, Joe Pantoliano was Francis, the other Fratelli brother. Of course, he was the villainous cipher in The Matrix, which forever made me despise him as a human being for betraying all those lovely people. On mm-hmm. I was trying to think of the name of the ship. It's some with an N. Nebuchadnezzar. Yep, Nebuchadnezzar. And killed everybody but Neo, Trinity, Morpheus, and Tank. Killed all the ancillary characters. <laughs> Good note, for him. note to self, if you're about to kill all the people, kill the main people first. Kill the Before. ones on the top of the call list. <laughs> Not at the bottom. Of it. I guess he was just working his way up. <laughs> he was born in Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> I wish I was from there just so I could say that. Hoboken. <laughs> it's actually awesome. But he was also in Daredevil. And most importantly, he was in Memento as Teddy. And if you've seen that movie, you know how great of a movie it is. And Ramsey was also Mama Fratelli. Of course, she's uh, big in the 80s, but she's dead now. She died in 88. Uh, she was also in Throw Mama from the Train, as well as the Bill Murray Christmas classic, Scrooged. And finally, Mary Ellen Trainer, another alumni of this podcast uh, in The Goonies. She was Mrs. Walsh, Mikey and Brand's mother. But she was also the mother in The Monster Squad, basically The Goonies with universal monsters thrown in instead of inept criminals led by their mother, who actually looks like the mummy. Uh, but she was also in Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. So she's been in... A, a lot of movies we've done on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, Daniel, you've never seen this movie before. This is the second time you're telling me what you thought about it. <laughs> Have your feelings changed? What did you think about The Goonies? What is that, Lope? Go back down and see what else she's been in. Oh, what else she's been in? Yeah. Oh, the, the maid. That, as mm. good as it gets. Real women have curves. Chuck and Buck. I thought I've seen her before. That's what. Desperate Housewives? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you watch Desperate Housewives. Uh, anyway, um, strippers. Would, strippers. Would, yeah. The Goonies would have been a fantastic movie if I would have watched it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Even with that, I think it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Excellent. It's one of those I thought you would. So, sounds like you yeah! heard this before, Chuck. That was really loud. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry for blowing out your car speakers as yeah. well as your eardrums. Yeah, uh, but uh, like a lot of the different characters, by mm-hmm. far my favorite is Data. <laughs> wow, never would have guessed. I <laughs> uh, don't really care for Corey Feldman's yeah. character. That's why I don't join the club. That's why I still don't remember his name, even the second time we're recording this. Um, <laughs> I must say I do like him in The Lost Boys, but that's about it. But uh, we'll get we'll get there. Brolin, have you seen his new music video? Corey Feldman has a new music video. It's garbage. Is he it really singing? Is garbage. Or he's just in somebody else's music video. No, he's he's singing. He is the guy. Oh, dear God, bring this up while we're talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you about to say, Daniel? I'm sorry. Josh Brolin, I, I thought he would look even younger. Mm-hmm. When, but he kind of looks like he does now, sort of. <laughs> he does. Okay, here just we go. Just a little bit younger. Corey Feldman's Ascension Millennium. Yep, let me get that in there. Okay. Oops, this is, sorry about that. This is up new. All the audio. This is, like, recent... This is recent, yeah. It's uh, July 8th came out. Wow. My wife's birthday. Aw. So apparently he bangs hot chicks. So this video wants us to believe. 
Yeah. The kid that hung out I mean, with Michael I, Jackson in the this 80s. Ain't even, this isn't even singing. Auto-tuned. There's no water in his shower. I <laughs> can't even act like he's taking a shower. Yeah, he's not very good at it. I would have guessed this was like Alice DJ or some shit. <laughs> like, that's Corey Feldman. Oh, it's still crap. I'm waiting for this chorus to hit. <laughs> it's like he's imitating Michael Jackson. Kinda. <laughs> Trying. Oh, and he's actually putting on leather and... Oh, he's putting on two gloves, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. It is very terrible. It's like, I need an excuse to get these prostitutes over to my house. Surprised this didn't come up the first time we recorded. <laughs> That's why it happened. Oh my god, and Sean Aston's in it with <laughs> yeah. the Goonies map. Yep. Oh, Sam, you really let yourself go. So I go. guess it is uh, related. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, wait, there's a statue too. <laughs> you saw he threw the... the he threw the... Oh, he threw the dick to him? I no, no, but... <clears throat> oh, the uh, inhaler. Now I just want to know if there's more Goonies references in this. <laughs> there's some random African-American child That's got to be a dancing. reference to something. But I don't know what it is. If there's a... He... Okay, he... Of course he hung out with Michael Jackson. So that's... And he, he got sponsored by Neon Energy Drinks for this video. But it's... All of his dance moves are Michael Jackson inspired. Like, I'm going to throw my hand at the screen and make angry faces. I will say it's all one. The video is all one take. Yeah, which is more uh, a testament to the production, mm -hmm. production crew, not him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not looking at the camera the whole time, so he doesn't have to single. Our vampire is going to totally trash this place now because that would be badass. Uh oh, synchronized dance move. Wow. Luckily, they're not showing him from the waist down. Yeah. And also, he doesn't really have to dance with them. <laughs> because he's he is not in sync with them. He's just holding his hat and moving his... Yeah. Yeah, man, Michael Jackson taught me these moves eight years ago. <laughs> when he couldn't walk and I was high on cocaine. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, that we're actually just, almost done with this song. It just doesn't end. I'm disappointed yeah. in the lack of Goonies references in the past two minutes. I'm kind of shocked we got one. <laughs> they made it worth it. But now he's... He has a gun remote control? Or is he just holding it? Oh, he's holding it weird. He didn't watch TV very long. There's a statue again. Sean Austin obviously left. Asked yeah. him, excuse me. Yeah, Stone Cold Sean Austin says, I'm going to find this treasure and kick your ass! <laughs> Until Frodo tells him not to. Oh, I guess that's his band. Wow. Whoa. Green screen room, bro. Yeah. All the instruments that they just showed are not on this track. I know. That people are playing. I got those. That guy not does not know how to anyway. play guitar. Yeah. Wow. I highly see... And uh, I highly recommend you go watch this video. 
just a... It's, <laughs> it's really entertaining, actually. <laughs> How sad it is. And he just goes back to bed. What a day. Yep. Got up, took a shower, walked around my house for five minutes singing, and I go to bed with my pants on. And Thor covers over his face. Hopefully wow. suffocates. <laughs> suffocates <the> himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, should have known to put by Corey Fellin that he was a recording star. Yeah. Apparently. But yeah, Dana, you love this movie. <laughs> I mean, would that be a good adjective to say that you loved it? Or I liked it a lot. Okay, not loved. Yeah. You love Willow. You love yeah. The Shining. Yeah. Love you love Lamp. Ghostbusters. Yeah. You loathe Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Oh, That's boy. correct. Just wait. Our hundredth episode, we revisit Eighties Revisit <laughs> with Big Trouble in Little China Part Two. Nah, uh, this was one of those movies as well. Like, uh, unfortunately, I, I did watch it as a kid, uh, and it inspired many uh, desires to find a treasure map. And you know, I think all kids go through a phase where like, oh, I'm gonna go dig for treasure, and then you dig that hole that's about a foot deep, and you're like, God, this is this is hard work. I didn't find I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, the Goonies is just—it's a, a great movie. I, it holds up to today. Uh, I think it's very—it's um, very uh, relevant in the sense that you know this could uh, this could happen. This could take place. It's timeless. That's what I'm trying to s- un- inadequately say. Yeah. You could you know it, uh, it could happen. They could it, this could have came out today. And aside from some hairstyles and some clothing choices, it would have been just as good today as it was way oh, back yeah. then. Uh, yeah. But it's. Uh, it's also reminiscent of other movies. Like you could see the the pattern of movies that have followed from this sort of formula. Of course, in the eighties, you had Ruskies, where a group of kids find a Russian in the height of the Cold War, and they go hang out <laughs> and stuff. And then, of course, in the nineties, you have the Sandlot, uh, the nineties equivalent of the Goonies. And then recently, you had uh, Super Eight, which, in a sense, was the Goonies with instead of a pirate, they throw an alien in there, yeah. a very vicious alien, but I had. Spoilers. Loud. Very loud alien. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the theater was extremely loud. Hmm. Especially the train. Oh, yeah. I bet yeah. it was. Unfortunately, I did not see that movie in the theater, but I watched it and then immediately went and bought it the next day hmm. on Blu-ray because I really, really like that movie. All right. Let's uh, take a break. Yeah, take a break. I'm trying to think of another word. 18-wheeler. <laughs> oh, no. 18-wheeler. Ah, see, it's not so easy, is 18 it? 18-wheeler. On the spot. Hitler. He was probably drunk and high, so, like, words come easier. <sighs> Ascension Millennium. Yeah, that's stupid. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> it's like Halo levels. <laughs> Ascension Millennium. Let's play on Ascension Millennium. <laughs> there it was a level named Ascension. Yeah. Yeah, on Halo 2. And after that, we're going to play on Millennium. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Then Battle whoa, Creek. Second. Millennium Battle Creek. And he's Side just... <laughs> Sidewinder, <laughs> Battle Creek. <laughs> what, oh, I had another one on. Of uh, oh shit, no mind. Fuck it. Hang 'em high. <laughs> no. I think Halo One level for some reason. <laughs> but anyway, boarding action. <laughs> I hated that level. That was the two side by side. Yeah. Actually, I like that level. I hated the one that was like really dark. At the two levels, in Halo One. It just had the two levels of like a, it was like a dome almost. Uh, I don't know. Wizard? No. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I didn't like the one where all these spawns, all the teleporters. Oh yeah. 
Training ground, or I forget the name I of it. All right, let's go. I liked it. Uh, once you figure out to stay behind the portal, let people walk in front of you. Yeah, like, shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I've always wanted to have like a piece or a, a prop from like a, one of my favorite movies. Like I always say, like if I was ever a famous director, I'd always keep something like. For example, if I directed RoboCop, I'd have RoboCop's helmet. You know, I'll, I'll watch a movie like I was a director. I'll have this, his head. this is what I would keep. You know, if I, if I was watching The Goonies, I want the map or something. Which we'll get. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, a kingly prize to keep from a movie would be something as amazing, say, as like a Millennium Falcon. Uh, I kept Mad the mask. Sword. Two masks. The mask from Red X. <laughs> It'd be up there. Uh, now, when they finished filming The Goonies, uh, they had to get rid of the pirate ship that they built for the movie and apparently nobody wanted it so they destroyed it good move can, mom dad can you imagine what that would have meant to a boy of five to have a pirate ship clubhouse mm-hmm. from the goonies the actual transport ship. cost it'd been worth it <laughs> like we said on the first version of this podcast <laughs> this episode that the you know you, make a treehouse yeah. yeah the goonies museum even on twenty fifth anniversary, you have all the cast come and do an autograph session, and like the Dukes of Hazard thing around. Yeah, here. that's coming to Walker, Louisiana. Meet the Dukes. It's a Dukes of Hazard reunion or something. In a Walker? Why? Yes, I don't know. They paid them two thousand dollars or something. Two thousand. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, again, we on our TV show episode. I love the Dukes of Hazard as a kid, but I ain't, I don't want to. I don't want to go see him. Bo Duke was recently in Django Unchained. He was the sheriff. Yep. At that first uh, town. First stop. Yep. Or not the sheriff, he's the ranger or the marshal. Because they killed the sheriff. Spoiler. Sorry. Mm. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, they You're did. spoiling a Tarantino movie when most people die in it. Something. Yeah, you really shouldn't be surprised if somebody died. You telling you who lived. Did you know that <laughs> lived in this movie? Oh, dude. No way. Anyway. Family uh, Union Car Show. That's but ridiculous. speaking of directors keeping props in their movies, Richard Donner kept both One-Eyed Willie's head and a model of the ship. I assume probably something used in miniature. Uh, and according to Sean Astin, he was allowed to keep the treasure map. Really cool prop to have. Uh, obviously not the same map in the video we just saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because several years later, his mother found it in his room. His mother, is, by the way, is Patty Duke. His father is Gomez Adams from the Adams Family. Uh... And actually, I think John Aston played a Batman 66 villain, too. Might be mistaken on that. Seems like I'm, I'm right, though. Uh, but she threw it away. So fuck you, Patty Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So definitely that the map he was using in that Corey Fallon video is not the original. Because it's in a landfill somewhere, rotting away. Probably already rotted away, I'm sure. Uh, Shame. When uh, the Fratelli brothers are arguing in the, uh, in the restaurant... And Anne Ramsey slaps Robert Davy. She actually hit him. And I remember watching and like, like, damn. She and she was actually told by Richard Donner to slap the shit out of him. I added that expletive because I read recently this week that people who use profanity are considered to be more honest and trustworthy. Hmm. So fuck, fuck, shit, damn, fuck, bastard, ass, cunt, bitch, rape. <laughs> I'm just saying the worst thing I can think of. Yeah. So you know that I'm honest and truthful on this honest. podcast. I'm fucking honest. Sure. Honest is this chick that lives next door to me. Uh, anyway, speaking of profanity, the word shit and bullshit, or bullshit, I should say, is spoken 19 times in this film, which is almost the equivalent of how many times it's spoken in Scarface. Uh, and in, not counting the time that Data says, holy S-H-I-T, which he said that because he promised his mom he would not 
say dirty words in the film. It's a good job, uh, Kei Hu Kwan. Where is he now? That dishonest little boy. (laughs) (laughs) Can't trust him. I'm they, sure he's doing. Yeah, no director would trust him anymore. So now he's not. I can't. You gotta, you gotta have trust when you work behind the camera, kid. When you work yeah. in front of the camera, I gotta trust to know that you're gonna do this right. Andrew Dice Clay's most trustworthy person. In the- <laughs> and Al Pacino, De Niro, uh, Eminem. But when I heard Tupac, you say S H I T, I knew your career was over. <laughs> I just shook my head and didn't say a word. Just praying we could film the, finish the shoot. Uh, when Chunk and Sloth head down through the grate to follow the gang and the restaurant after the Fratellis do, and they free each other, uh, Sloth's wearing a L.A. Raiders shirt, which is actually the team that John Matsuzak, uh, who played Sloth, actually played for him before he became an actor in such films as The Goonies and Caveman. Uh, took sort of a personal reference. How arrogant of him. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, and then on June 7th was officially declared Goonies Day by the mayor of Astoria, uh, which is where the movie was filmed. It was in Maine. Because the first thing I thought when we were wa- when I was watching this was I never knew where the movie took place. You know what, where, what it's Oregon. So which I paid attention to this time for the first time. I was like, uh, that's on the west coast. My brother lives out there. I go out there, you know, once or twice a year sometimes. And yeah. uh, thought like, oh, maybe we should go find these rocks or something to take a picture on the Goonies Beach or something. But it's a little, a little far north. However, it's not too far from Geekly Dose co-host Stephen Nocentelli. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to go take a picture there for us. And say, and remake and Photoshop ourselves ship. in it, <laughs> and put the put the pirate ship in the background. Uh, and usually, too, uh, this this is pretty cool. The novelization of the book, because uh, usually novelizations go from uh, original scripts or not so much what happens on set, any changes that might be made. But the novelization confirms that Chunk's parents actually adopt Sloth and even throw him a bar mitzvah. Aw, it warms the heart to know that that worked out. Hmm. Anyway. You want to do Sports Rewind? Sure. Sports Rewind. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, as I was doing this today and coming up with the uh, Sports Rewind for today, I had the wrong date in mind. <laughs> I thought it came out June 17th, but it did come out June 7th. So while Trey was giving up, giving all the info on this lovely flick, I was looking up. <laughs> birthdays for june the 7th you don't have to even say any of that you could just sit on nobody had to even know that no could have been just like i'm really good at this i'm being real son i know that's what i was about to say i admire that you should use more profanity because you're truthful and trustworthy (laughs) but um i actually found a pretty damn good one awesome and it kind of ties back into cinema more than sports whoa yeah lay it on me but a guy by the name of james j braddock was born in 1905 he died in 1974 he was a professional boxer. Um, he was the champion for several years. What he is known for he recently... Looks like Russell Crowe. <laughs> he sort of does. Uh, <laughs> back in the, I guess, it, I don't 90s or something. When did that come out? When? Cinderella Man? Yeah. That would be the 2000s. 2000s. Yeah, something. Uh, there was a film, really, about James J. Braddock uh, called Cinderella Man. It came out in 2005. Really good movie. One of my Very favorites. Good. It's one I bought and never watched. <laughs> oh, it's an awesome movie. It's basically a two-part movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ron Howard directs it. Fantastic movie about James J. Braddock. And it is his birthday on the day Goonies came out, except Aww. he has already died. Damn, <laughs> so, he didn't get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is your... 
Sports Rewind. I mean, seriously, like they had to look at his picture and be like, Russell Crowe. <laughs> I mean, Russell that'd, be, Crow. that'd be really easy. <laughs> to me, I mean, uh, probably because I, I know that he already played him, so. Yeah, that could have <laughs> been. But they did kind of match. They really made him look, the haircut and everything. Not like some of those pictures. <laughs> anyway. In the real world, the Goonies came out June 7, 1985. Ten days later, we were blessed by John Hendricks by when he launched the Discovery Channel in the United States, which at that time didn't have reality TV anywhere near it, about fucking loggers who dig, <laughs> or swamp people. Oh, that's his, wait, I don't know. Whatever. Discovery has those same stupid shows, too. Uh, get back to, you know, the fucking Wildcats in Africa, Penguins, and motherfucking Shark Week, which starts sat Sunday, everybody. Shark Week Sunday. Check it out. Hopefully it's better this year than last year. And they don't just rehash the same damn shows. Uh, Discovery has shows like Naked and Afraid. Oh, I actually did watch one of the, the very first episodes. I saw the ad for that How for the it? first time Stupid. the other day. Well, why do they have to be naked? I don't know. To get ratings. That's basically it. There's no other reason. Now, now answer me this question. When I was watching the pre the Works preview for, for the new episode, uh, no. they didn't, no, they didn't the blur first. out the man's ass, but they blurred out the chick's ass. Yes. What the fuck? So, Sorry. so, you know. Dude ass is okay. Dude ass. But, you know, big hairy fine. ass is okay. But, you know, there sexy, curvy, supple ass is completely restricted ass. on network tele- or cable television. There were certain shots that uh, they showed a woman, I think, on the first episode. I hadn't watched any since. I'm just saying, look, in, in, in modern day society, we need to be gender, gender equal. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, show them it. Excuse me. I'm getting choked up because I'm passionate about this cause. You know, we always got to talk about gay marriage and, you know, race relations and all that. But gender equality is a big issue, too. So if you're going to have a naked show, you damn well better show both sexes. That's right. Thank you. Take Off this. my s- tiny little soapbox I was just on. But uh, score-wise, Daniel, what would you give Zegunis? I'll give it about an eight. Ooh, that's a good Daniel score. That's a Very solid Daniel, Daniel score. score. Mm. I, uh, my score would be a 9.1. Again, I'm, as I mentioned last couple episodes i'm trying to space out i'm trying to be a little more objective not give everything a 9.5 9.6 9.7 even though these movies completely deserve that wow so. that makes it sound really like it's a bad movie <laughs> no <laughs> it's just on the newly adapted tray scale so you it's need to one. update your old ones then maybe we'll do that one day <laughs> all 50 like what would blade runner be 50 no, Blade Runner, that was on the new scale. After episode 50, <laughs> everything's on the new scale. Oh, okay. Spacing it out a bit. It's still a 9.9. It's still one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, but now wow. for this section, ba- this episode's Back to the Future. I'm going to talk about the Wolverine. Back to just the came future. Out. We have to go back to the future. No, we, we, don't have an, we don't have a sound clip for that. We, can just, we do it live. Like, do it live. Like pros. But everybody at this table has seen the Wolverine. If you haven't, uh, there'll be a couple of spoilers, I'm sure. So just in that case, we'll see you next week. Uh but yeah, the Wolverine came out this past week. Uh, it's a vast improvement above and beyond the last one, the X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, but it was this one was actually two hours and four minutes, I believe, which made it about 44 minutes too long. Hmm. Uh, and you know, be sure to chime in. T- Wait, I'm sorry. There's just a shark thing on here I had to like immediately pay attention to. Uh, which I don't know what has to do anything to do with <laughs> Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Someone's listening to our conversations, <laughs> obviously. Uh, NSA? ridiculous uh but the wolverine uh starts off great uh the first fight scene from the wedding to the train fight is epic and then it kind of takes a downward turn with this love story that i don't think anybody who watches it buys uh because no matter what after he bangs spoiler like i said he bangs mariko 
four or five times. The second after he, they have sex, the first thing he has is a dream about Jean Grey. He's just trying to fuck away that pain. Yeah. And he can't, yeah. you know, it's like, but they don't, that doesn't come across that way. It's just like, oh, he's awake and he's falling for this Maybe Asian chick. Maybe he's finally letting her go. He's not, though, because he's like, Jean! At the end, she walks out. <laughs> well, that's like, finally, like, after all this Still, shit. Still, it, it took another cooch. <laughs> to do that. Well, it took a, a couple of tastes of said cooch before he got it out. <laughs> and I apologize for the language for any female listeners out there, but I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, no, but to me, the Wolverine and, it, and uh, the finished, you know, they 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 spend about an hour of the movie on this love story after the train sequence of them running away, and it's just it doesn't fit everything we've just seen and what we're about to see. The second half, uh, the fight scene, the uh, after the, the the pace picks back up, then it gets badass again. Uh, there's pretty much several things they could have just taken out of the movie uh, that would have made it a lot better. Uh, Viper was completely unnecessary. No, she was necessary. I mean, oh, she, oh, she was great to look at, but they could have easily just taken her out and then added a long nose. Director's cut. Very long and a, nose. And a long tongue. I mean, that was the, her best well, feature was her forked tongue that could... That was CG. Yeah. I don't think they CG'd her long nose. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they want her. <laughs> but Viper in the comics, unless they've changed her, is not literally a fucking snake. Right. That was pretty ridiculous. Uh, but what did y'all think of it? I mean, I don't want to... I thought it was okay. One. I, mean, I didn't. I, don't, I, don't. I would give it almost the exact rating it got on exactly. IMDb. Seven point. I feel I'll, the same way. I would say that too. It's definitely better than the last one. It's an improvement. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Uh, it's just that the love story in the middle was just so unaffected. It felt like two different movies. It felt like uh, I forget the guy, uh, James Mangold directed the fight scenes, and then yeah. some other person, came, Nicholas Sparks or whoever directed the Notebook, comes in like, "Oh, let me <laughs> shoot this." Because it felt like two different movies, and I must say the cinematography in this movie and the the uh, the lighting, especially in the rain, uh, like that fight scene with uh, Captain Kaneda from Sunshine. I forget his Japanese name, but he's also in Last Samurai. Uh, extremely well, like done. See, she's got a big nose or long nose. I guess it should. Be you know right. what they say about women with long noses? I don't know. They're a witch. Oh, no, I don't know. So I'm just trying to think of something to tie into that. <laughs> but she's exceptionally gorgeous. Meow. Even when she was bald, she was still cute. <laughs> Not as cute. But. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> anyway, what do you think about... She shaves her head. <laughs> Gosh, she's been in a lot of movies. She gets cancer. In Russia. Mother yeah. Russia. Jeez. What do you think about Wolverine getting his adamantium claws cut off? Bogus. Because <laughs> now in Days of Future Past, he's going to have Bogus. an adamantium skeleton and bone claws. Yeah. I was shocked when it happened. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't think heat would do it well the silver samurai if i remember in the comic had the sword that could that was why he was so deadly of a photo wolverine was that he could i don't know if he could cut through it like in a slice like that right but to where like it could still like damage him there was something they should have had some other reason for it i guess but just heat and adamantium i mean come on well they have to shape adamantium somehow because in the, in the first one it was just in a crock pot boiling <laughs> to <laughs> inject it into his veins <laughs> into his bones i should say yeah but uh anyway check it out uh it's the least best superhero movie that came out this year. Uh, of course, we're talking. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Iron Man three is the least. It's the oh, second yeah, least. Yeah. Uh, of course, Man of Steel. What else am I missing? Man of Steel, Iron Man three. Kick I mean, ass around the corner. That's yeah, and be Thor before the end of the year. All that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not bad. Uh, the first one with the bad taste in my mouth, but this one, it's good. It's just, it's got some unnecessary stuff, but definitely check it out. And then don't forget to check us out on uh, via email, 80srevisited at uh, gmail.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter. We got a new uh, Twitter name now, Awesome Pods, uh, and that's Twitter, 
Facebook. Is there an email just for that too, or is it? That'd be emails good. are still unique. <laughs> no, nobody take it. Copyright two thousand. Oh, emails are for the show. So. Yeah. So yeah, just remember everybody show. now. Uh, if you already liked us on Facebook, it's still the same. You don't have to re-like it or anything. It's just the names changed to Awesome Pods. Yeah, for the new people. Well, your new people out there. That's mm-hmm. right. And don't forget Geekly Doses. Uh, by the time you hear this, their new episode should be up. They just recorded one, a long-awaited E3 episode. Should be pretty good for the eardrums. Check out our friends over there. And next week, the fantasy version of Blade Runner. <laughs> Ridley Scott's legend. So come back next week and ch- 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 check it out. Yep. Any final thoughts on Goonies before we hit the road? Mm-hmm. Nope, not really. <laughs> no. All right. Until next week, everybody. I'm Trey Harris. I'm Daniel San Angelo. Jesse Sedgley. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, you guys. Kawabunga, you guys. I was gonna do, but then he threw me off. <laughs>